Hi, my name is Vikram and I am a concert photographer. Welcome to Tales from the Road, a podcast where I talk to bands, musicians and artists about their lives and their stories. I grew up listening to a lot of these bands and musicians and over the years as a touring photographer I've also had the pleasure of meeting, spending time and traveling with some of these iconic rock stars. Tune in to get a glimpse of the person behind the icon and listen to some tales from the road. Let's start with, you know, what is happening today. Um you are recovering from a broken shoulder, I heard. Um uh, a broken arm. Uh no. I broke uh my humerus okay. is the the bone here and it it breaks in seven pieces. Oh. Basically the bone exploded mm-hmm. and my arm was flying, you know. It it was like Uh, a fake uh, another part of my of my body mm-hmm. it, it went upside down Jesus. and they they had to operate it, uh, surgically me and this is the result wow. i have this scar that goes from here to here that is painful and i have a metal plaque here oh, no. with 10 screws yeah. and the consequence of this uh, surgery uh, has been a paralysis of my hand oh, no. and it happened shit happened <laughs> whatever <laughs> anyway how have you been keeping busy during the whole quarantine and the lockdown you've been locked down for a few months right italy was going went through a really bad phase um so how did you keep busy what yeah. have you been up to I was basically um playing my bass uh um almost every day nice. and I had I had to record for uh, many projects I have mm-hmm. um including uh the new album of Kirin Camera that it's something that it's completely different yeah. from um, what I'm playing Correct. normally yeah. it's a synth pop and they are putting out the new album so I will be the base on that album okay. you're also um, yeah. you're also in nervosa right you just joined nervosa right yeah and it happened during the lockdown okay. uh, i was working like every day and i i read that nervosa broke broke up and split up and uh, fernanda and the drummer left yeah. nervosa and I was like oh this is a pity this is I mean I always liked nervosa because I always thought that this band had this something more um related to the other bands um you know with all the uh, girls I always thought that they are always been amazing because uh, they were from Brazil, Brazil. I mean, and in brazil has uh, many problems with uh, you know also uh, abuse uh, of women so they were really screaming you know their um in a way pain or anger yeah, yeah, for yeah. this situation very, um, so, they have a very raw uh, primal sound yeah. really nice i enjoy exactly. their music um it's fast it's aggressive It's very different from Kalyan camera from what you normally do. So how do you balance the I mean they're completely different sounds, right? Kalyan camera and Nervosa. Yeah. Uh, so how do you how do you adjust? I mean, normally I mean I'm listening to every kind of okay. music. So as a musician, I think that you don't have to put some kind of 
barriers between one uh, kind of music and the others. So this is the only way to uh, build up fantasy, yeah. build up creativity yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a musician. Yeah. So it's not really a problem. It's, it's only a question of a different attitude when you have to play with the different bands. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you see me in Abbott, I am with the armor <laughs> and face painting. If you see me in Kenyan camera, you know, I am normal, yeah. normal yeah. With, a, with a bass. Yeah. And when you will see me in Nervosa, there will be another style. Yeah. But it, it will be always Mia, you know? So how is it going to work in Nervosa? They already have a bass. The singer plays bass, right, in Nervosa? The singer, what? the singer of Nervosa also plays bass, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Fernanda. Yeah, um, yeah she, she is actually uh, in, another, in another band uh, called Krita. Okay. Uh, I'm really curious to, to listen to this uh, project, uh, but the problem uh, when I was supposed to take her place in Nervosa was that I am not a singer. Uh, I'm not mm -hmm. a singer mm -hmm. at all, like like uh, like she was singing. She she yeah. was really aggressive, aggressive. trash and whatever. If I have to sing normally with uh, with my voice, I can I can do it because I'm doing this also in Kenyan mm -hmm. camera. I'm doing backing vocals or so. This is the reason why we became four pieces because Prika wanted to have a singer, the bus player, okay. and of course guitar. Yeah, yeah, nice. So with Kenyan camera, are you doing any live shows? Anything lined up? Any? Um... We have we we have a confirmed show for. No, uh, July 2021. Okay. okay. Because actually, it's still impossible to know if there would be other shows because everything is like cancelled or whatever. We had a lot of tours scheduled mm -hmm. uh, almost everywhere in the world, yeah, yeah. but. You know, one by one can sell for this this virus. Yeah, yeah. But is live music coming back in Italy anytime this year? Do they think? Do you think there'll be any live music in Italy? Probably, yes. They might come back. Yes. Okay. I just want to backtrack a little bit. Um, the last time I saw you, uh, the last couple of times you were with Abbott once in India, and then we met um, just before the Triumph of Death concert um, at Hellfest. Um, so what's what's happened since then? I know you're not part of those projects anymore. Is that something you'd like to talk about or is that? But um, basically, um, with Triumph of Death, uh, uh, it became basically impossible to, to work together anymore. You know, these things happen very often between you know, musicians, yep. you you find uh, you, you you reach a level that you 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 see that it's not possible to yeah. work yeah. with uh, you know harmony anymore. And this is, I think, the the best choice you you can do. I mean, correct. This is good for each part. Correct. You know, everyone will go with uh, his position and his career or her career. In my yeah. case. And nothing with Abbott. Yeah. Only the future will talk. Yeah. yeah. But what, what? With Abbott. But that, what was it? It has been. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
it has been um, many things together, you know, because at that time uh, it has been this incident in Argentina. So Abad had uh, his rehab period. Yep. So what the only thing I can do is that someone that was not really clear took the control mm -hmm, of everything mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yeah it basically yeah, me messy situation that was not really but tell yeah. me what what was it like working with people that you looked up to i know you looked up to tom you looked up to abbott i saw an instagram post of you i think in the 90s with abbott i think it was backstage at a show so what was that whole experience like working with somebody you looked up to? Were you ever intimidated by them? Were you in awe of them? Um, in reality, I realized, uh, especially with Abbott, mm -hmm. I realized that I was uh, intimidated by his persona on stage. Mm -hmm. I was intimidated by, you know, how I always looked up to, for example, to Abad, because my God, the first time I met him, I was really young and I was like, oh my God, you know, like this is a legend. And, and then 21 years later, I was sharing the stage with him. But I have to be honest, because Ove, the guy behind yeah. the mask, is really, is really a good hearted uh, person. So he always managed to um making me feel comfortable mm -hmm. on stage it, it was always uh calm down everything will be okay i am at your side look at me if you have some problems because I, when i was uh, in india it was the first concert yeah. i did with him and i did it in india yeah. you it know? was an incredible this show i remember um, watching it. i remember seeing you backstage and I remember you walking to stage and you were extremely confident, but, and you went there and it was a fabulous show. It was really good. Yeah, I was, I was really confident, even though it was the first show, because as I said, it always, always managed to, you know, making me feel comfortable. Like, don't worry, you know, we are human, we can, we can do mistakes. The most important thing is to do the show, you know. And we always did a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. And um, tell me, how did the whole, uh, the other projects with Tom come about? How did Triumph of Death come about? How did, um, New York was with Tom as well, right? How did that come about? Uh, the Triumph of Death, the Triumph of Death project came mm, talking with him. Uh, <laughs> Because he, I, he always thought to keep uh, Elmer in some yeah. way on stage, but it was really, you know, like I really respect Elmer and how uh, everything happened. So he never wanted really to, you know, break the respect for this Correct. band. Correct. But talking and talking and talking, I, I managed to. Let's do it, and I mean, in few in few months, we managed to do it, and I think it it has been a great uh, choice for him mm -hmm. because I think this this band uh, 
is worthy to to be presented to people. Yeah, I remember watching the show at Hellfest. It was a fabulous show. I was in the photo pit. I was in. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It was great. Yeah. What about New Earth? Is that project still on? In my, uh, for yeah, me? With, you had another project with Tom, right? Called New. It was called New Earth, right? Is that near, near it. it? Yeah. Yeah. Near it. Uh, okay. These are few things still to keep all together, but uh, I have several songs, and I I collaborated with many good musicians, mm-hmm. very big big musicians and I I am really honored to have the chance to work with them okay. because you know this this is a kind of um, very particular uh, project so I was not sure that these people would have appreciate or felt comfortable uh, with this but uh, that's exactly what I wanted uh, to create a project when everybody can do what they feel okay. like and I, I have mm, different musicians that collaborated mm-hmm. with me, uh, mm-hmm. especially one. And this person said to me, you know what? I didn't know exactly what to do on the, on the songs, um, but I felt so free to express myself. And you, you have no idea what came out. Something like spectacular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you have you worked on it? Is there an album that's coming out, or are you doing any shows with them? My my dream would be to to bring near it on stage. That would be really difficult mm-hmm. because uh, in my recordings there are something like nine to ten layers of uh, basses yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's all basses and the drum. Mm-hmm. And of course, the voice. Uh, I managed to um, rebuild some kind of uh, sounds that I'm using in the in the project because it's a project a, a little bit psychedelic. Yeah. But it all everything is done with uh, with a bass. Amazing. Okay. I. Yeah, I contacted several uh, bassists, and they uh, they said we are open to do also live uh, shows with you. We like the music, so my my dream would be to bring this this online uh, yeah. on stage. It sounds it sounds like a very um, interesting project. It sounds like something that's not. Um... I don't know anything of its kind, anything like that that's been done. Um, really interesting. So anyway, coming back to, you know, 20 years on the road, what are some fun stories? Can you tell me some fun stories on the road from touring all these years with Abbott or with uh, Nervosa, with Triumph of Death, from the earlier band that I think it was called the True Endless, right? Your first band? Or the, the True yeah, Endless, yeah, I played yeah, in- yeah, yeah. In this band for 20 years with my best yeah. friend. Do you have some fun road stories yeah. to tell? I mean, the show is called Tales from the Road, so I'm hoping you'll have some fun road stories to tell us. Okay. Uh, there are many, many, <laughs> many uh, funny stories, especially with in the in the last tour with uh, yeah. Abbott. I remember I was not used to 
uh, all these celebrity, you know, uh, I was like, I am only yeah. me. I played 20 years in an underground band. I was really believing in this yeah. band, but, you know, we were Italian. We were not known internationally or things like that. And I remember in the first uh, flight we had, uh, I think it was in Mexico, we flew to Mexico to, I don't remember actually, uh, but we came in the airport, um, we took all, all our stuff and luggage and the instruments and when the doors opened, I remember there was like a cr crowd like that and they, they came to us and there was the people yeah. that was taking care of the, the tour that were like panicking because they were like, oh my God, yeah. what's going on? And everybody was, uh, you know, there with uh, LPs to sign. I remember I was always signing something yeah, yeah. and people that were like, I have nothing to make, sign my arm, <laughs> sign, sign my, yeah. It, they were Amazing. like crazy, sign my jacket, yeah. Amazing. This is something amazing. Or, uh, yeah, as I, I said in the other uh, interview with Nervosa, uh, something really funny, but this is not really on the road. This this is more on stage. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, what happened, but when I was on stage with Abbott, I was really feeling myself and I was really feeling to, um, you know, put out uh, all my frustration and pain mm -hmm. and whatever. This is what happens usually on stage. And I remember it was, I think it was uh, Ecuador, probably. And there was people on the side of the stage and they were taking photos because the crowd was so full of people. The, the venue was so full of people and there was people on the mm -hmm. side of the, of the stage. And they were taking photos of me, you know, on the yeah. side. And I, I, I saw them. And I, I was going to say hello to them because, you know, I, I, I like the audience mm -hmm. and I really feel like uh, I'm grateful to the audience because they are giving us the energy to Good. play. And I look at one of the guy and I, uh, I was like uh, doing like this. He took a photo and the day after I found this photo on Instagram and I was with white eyes, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, flashlights, yeah. and I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, I was like, "What? What yeah. happened?" I yeah. don't know. There was a possessions going on. I wow. don't know. That is incredible. Yeah, it, incredible. Was uh, yeah, twenty five years of of music is a lot of things to to say, but these two things are yeah. Funny. What was it? Um, was it your first time to India when you came with Abbott? Was it I, your first time coming to India when you came with Abbott for that show? Your yeah, first time? I have never been in India before. Never in what my did life. You, what but did you think? I was, I was, it, it was beautiful for me to see India. I mean, I was like, every single meter of India, I was like, oh my God, look at this, look at this. Everything was beautiful. I mean... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, quite an experience. Yeah, because I, I remember talking to uh, many people who were at the show and I think everybody had a fabulous time at the show. Um, the so, the so I, re I remember one of the best photo I saw in my life was at uh, G-Shock yeah, Bangalore yeah, yeah, yeah. when we, yeah, we played. Yeah. 
and there was a guy with a wheelchair. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. And, and the crowd was Lifted making him, him yeah, you know, yeah. taking him in the mosh yeah. pit. That is one of the most beautiful photos I ever, ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's a great picture taken by a friend of mine. Great picture. Really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a wonderful picture. Anyway, uh, uh, Mia, yeah. going back uh, to the early days, what was what was it growing up in Italy? Um, I'm guessing you grew up in Italy, right? So what was it growing up, being a girl who wanted to play music? What were the early days like? It does not be e e easy because um, uh, black metal uh, arrived in Italy uh, relatively late. Mm, it, we started to... to relate with black metal around nine or 95 so that's uh why i decided with my boyfriend at, at the time why don't we do a band uh let's try this and we make a lot of uh rehearsals together mm -hmm. and then it, it came our first show and i remember I came on stage with face painting, war paint, yeah. and I was with the same war paint of our yeah. butt. And at that time, I was fire breathing. I was doing Spitfire, you know, like yeah, huge fire on stage, uh, you know, as uh, the culture, true culture of uh, black metal in uh, in Norway at that time. And I remember the crowd, all men, was not prepared to see, you know, a girl, a girl like me on stage. And they were like, oh, my God, uh, what's going on? Because um, Italy is a bit um, Con not really. Yeah. And I remember I was like really nervous because I have been the first uh, girl on stage playing black metal. If you if you don't think about, uh, for example, Cadaveria, mm -hmm. uh, Cadaveria uh, has been the singer of uh, Opera Nine, Opera Nove for many years, and of course she she was the real first female. Um, musician on stage in Italy, but she was a singer. I was a bass player, you know, with the instrument, and I was like that. So, yeah, people were really. It, it took years mm -hmm. to uh, have been accepted accept. by by people. Were yeah. your um, were your parents involved in music? Uh, how did you get into music in the first place? Um, it it. I was looking at my boyfriend at the time, and he, he, he was a bass player, and he was playing another band uh, when he was doing some kind of death metal. And I was always looking at him like, I would like to play some instruments, but I was like, okay, no, but guitar, guitar has too many strings. And he said, okay. I, you will try my bass, and it was a huge bass, bass because he was huge. So he put on, on, on my legs this, this bass, and I was like, okay, what do I have to do? And he started to wow. teach me okay. how to play bass and whatever. Yeah, and he introduced me in this kind of music, black metal, making me listen to Enslaved at, at the time. Of course, Immortal and 
that funeral and all these bands. And I was like, wow, I like this music. And that's how it started. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it must have been a, a very conservative society, right? Growing up and, you know, I don't think they would have accepted a girl playing uh, music back then, right? No. Yeah. no, 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 no. Also, my parents were like, what are you doing? This is not good for your life, blah, blah, blah. And I remember sometimes I was coming home with um, from school with, uh, I don't know, Marduk yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, t-shirts yeah. with this huge reverted cross. And my parents were looking at me like, we need an exorcist. <laughs> we need a, she cannot do like this. So my parents never um, supported me in this yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, and neither neither the people in general because they were like, mm, there's still people now in 2020 in Italy that is saying black metal is not for girls. Hmm. But do you, but, but do you think I, people have been more accepting from then to now? Have people changed, and are people more accepting of, um, you know, a, a, a woman being in music? I don't know. I, Actually, in Italy, I have many supporters. I have to say that that they they started to understand that. Um, I mean, everything I'm doing, uh, I'm doing with my with my strength. You know, I am trying. I I really believe in what I'm doing. So very slowly, people in Italy started to starting to understand this. But I still have my haters here. Mm -hmm. I mean. There's nothing to do. Tell me something. I but I don't care. Sorry, you were saying. I don't care about this. I mean. Yeah, and rightfully so, I think. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, mental strength and what it takes to come back from all of these things, right? Your first band, um, uh, you know, broke up after 20 years, like you said, after your boyfriend passed away and then whatever's happened in the last few months with Tom and with Abbott, how do you find the the resilience and the strength to keep coming back? I know it's been a tough time for you, um, but, you know, yeah. I see on social media, you get a lot of support um, and yeah. you're, uh, you seem like a very honest and what you see is what you get person. So how do you find the strength to, um, to you know, come back and, uh, you know, and create and make music? Uh, first of all, music is always helping because music is a channel uh, where you really can uh, make all your pain and all your frustration convey, you know, and if you have an instrument, you can do whatever you want. I mean, and I started, for example, to write some lyrics that I, I never have been into this because I always uh, wrote music. Mm -hmm not lyrics, because I'm not a singer. And uh, I put all my pain, frustra frustration in lyrics and music. And this has been some kind of cure. And of course, also the real friends mm -hmm. that never, never uh, gave up with me because um, I have been through really difficult time when I was like, I have no more strength left and I don't want to go on. I, I want to 
interrupt with everything. I was not exiting from my house anymore. And I mean, I was really, you know, close into myself and I was not talking with anybody else. So, and, and many people in my life uh, were not really able to manage the situation because, you know, when you have someone at your side that is going through all these things, you have to be strong Correct. yourself to, to give strength to the, to the other person. I realized that at that time, all the people that were surrounding me uh, in my private life were not stre- strong. Uh, strong at all. And they left me like this. I mean, I was on my knees, you know, bleeding like... Uh, suffering and then um, they left me like this saying I can stand it goodbye so I stayed like alone in my house and I was like okay now it's over but then I discovered that I have a lot of real friends like uh, the drummer of Triumph of Death Alessandro Comerio He's also the ba- bass player with in a Forgotten uh-huh. Tomb, and he is also the guitar player uh, for Killian Camera. He is the number one. Uh, he never left me alone a single day. He was always uh, coming here, checking, how are you? He was spending hours with me, and you know, and also the guys from Killian Camera. They were always trying to cheer me up, keep keep on going, we believe in you, you are a strong person, you, you only have to find you, yourself because you were surrounded by people that were pushing you down, mm-hmm. you know? But in reality, you are a good person. So, yeah, music and friends helped me a lot. And then I discovered myself again and... I, I feel great now. Yeah, yeah. I feel great because I have no more boundaries. I I, I really feel free yeah, to yeah. say, express myself. I have not to hide uh, behind some kind of persona or things like that or faking to be different like yeah. I am. Has that has that been hard? Has that been is it has it been difficult to be yourself? Are people intimidated by Mia Wallace, you think? At that time, it was not really easy for me to express myself because, as I said, I was feeling really a, a huge pressure on, on, on myself. I was not free to express really myself. Um, so, yes, of course, uh, I, I have been um, in, a, in a period that I was not... Um, able to detach the persona and 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 the real human you know uh, at a certain point i became um, really yeah mia wallace and i was not able to you know stop it and uh, start the real you know michaela correct, you know correct, correct correct yeah and i was in some kind of mess like you know, I was always um, acting. Correct. I've always wondered how musicians are able to make that shift between the personality on stage 
and what the world sees and the actual person um it, you know it's uh, it's it's quite fascinating to see it's it's almost like split personality right um it really it really depends because uh in my experience i saw people that uh musicians that are able to um, leave the the character on stage mm-hmm. and then uh acting like a normal person but uh for people that has been uh how can i say this uh me- famous musician for years uh, in reality uh, you can see that there's always this when they are talking or whatever they are always influenced by this so it, it's it's not easy it's really not easy it's, it's, on a on a high level you are really always into this into your character yeah 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 but tell me something being um you know heavy metal music has largely been dominated by men over the years it's been like a big boys club um has it changed do you find it hard today uh, being a woman in metal music in specifically in black metal um it has been difficult it's it's a difficult to answer because For a certain period I thought okay no it's not true I always thought that um you know black metal ambient but in general um, you know extreme metal um uh, environment is not misogynist anymore so I was like I really believe that things are changing or things like that but it's not after what happened at- after what happened to me i realized that was only an illusion because if you fail or i mean or if you do something that is not exactly what they want you're out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in you know, like this and there's no way for you to express your opinion or things like that you're out you know yeah 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 But then Prika came into my life with Nervosa all women and I was like yes Incredible, this right? is this yeah. is, is that the first um, all woman band you've been a part of is that the first one It's the first one the only uh, woman I um, worked before is Elena Alice Fossi yeah. from Killian yeah, Camera yeah. and she is one of my best friends she is the best person I have ever met never had a single problem with oh, her really i mean nice. but she is the only musician i worked yeah, before yeah. i didn't realize clean camera had been around for 40 years 1979 yeah they also won a platinum disc yeah yeah because they they had a collaboration with uh not really uh with vangelis but they had uh to do with blade runner uh, soundtrack and they were really strong during the 80s and but in my opinion they are still strong because yeah. if you see the crowd in germany or yeah. i mean yeah. but some, somehow yeah. i would have never associated you being part of that sound and uh, you know that kind of a band i also wanted to ask you i was i had I googled your name and 
Um, you know, obviously, I saw Mia Wallace from Pulp Fiction and Uma Thurman. So, is that where the name comes? From? Is that why you took the name? Are you a Tarantino fan? I am. A, yeah, I am a huge Tarantino fan, and uh, I mean, I always like it. Um, Mia Wallace, the, the the character in in, in Tarantino, in not because she is a drug addicted, because I'm not using <laughs> drugs. But because she has this, uh, I mean, she is uh, ironic, but she uh, she's acting serious. I mean, I always like yeah. Huma Thurman and uh, the, the character of Mia Wallace. But I remember when I opened the Facebook um, profile, I was really undecided about the name to use because at that time my stage name was Soulfucker, yeah. and of course. Facebook was not accepting this kind of name. So I said, okay, it's only Facebook. Uh, I will choose the name of the character I love more. So that's how it came out. Really nice, really nice. Yeah. Anyway, Mia, I think we've come to the end of this. Just before I let you go, um, um, a word for your fans in India, a word for other girls who look up to you, want to play music full-time. Do you have a word of advice for all of them? As an advice is to always try to be yourself and never give up even even though people will try to push you down and always believe in what you are doing because if you don't believe in what you're doing you will fail 100 yeah, yeah. percent but if you you really believe in it you are you know uh spreading positivity and around the world so the world will listen to it and everything will be always perfect and about india i really hope to come back there because i had the best yeah, time yeah. and and also with the, the 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 audience i really felt a lot of uh, you know love and yeah yeah i really hope to do it again yeah, with, with novosa or with killian camera if you can come to india that'll be uh, that'll be really nice absolutely yeah, yeah. I saw you had also referenced a quote in one of your earlier interviews about, I think you had said, without music, life would be a mistake. Um, I'm guessing that means this has all been worth it. I mean, knowing what you know now, would you do the same thing all over again? Would you be a musician if you had to do it all over again? Yes, uh, I think uh, because actually my my main my work is teach uh, being a teacher, okay. but if I had to choose and start it again, I would probably have done the musician from the very beginning because this is the only way to express yourself. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. Wonderful, Mia. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks to you. Thank you. I'm so happy I got to talk to you and all the best um, with everything. I hope. Uh, I hope you guys Thank get you. back out on stage and I hope I get a chance to take some pictures whenever you guys play next and uh, with Navosa and Kilen Camera. Um, you have to, to take photos of us yes. because you did the best Thank photos you. I very, have ever very had. Kind. Yeah. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Tales from the Road. Tales from the Road is brought to you by the Concert Photographer and Moving Pictures Media. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify or Google Play. Thank you for listening.